Welcome to another edition of Gold Bazan. Uh, today we're going to be joined by Peshman Pars, Iman Hajir, uh, my best friend Adam Samin, and regular panels Ayers of Pekon, which you guys hear numerous of times that has been our pod. Unfortunately, we couldn't uh, discuss about the aftermath of Guam and India, so we're going to combine these two into one podcast. And um, obviously, the great Bob Aguilaris and Sinai Samian won't be with us. But uh, interestingly enough, we're looking forward to having, you know, Adam and uh, Iman through, uh, throughout this pod. How are you guys doing today? Doing fantastic. Thank you. Thanks, Pleasure. Yeah. Pleasure. So, you know, I'm going to start this off with you, Ali Riza, and then I'm going to go down the panel and ask them on your thoughts. What were your thoughts, your general thoughts on Iran's last two matches against uh, Guam and India? And knowing that right now we're number one in Group D and basically very close to qualifying for the next round. Pasha, it was uh, two uh, easy matches. Uh, I don't think the, the teams like uh, Guam and India should be a difficult uh, story for us. Uh, everybody was uh, a little uh, hyped up for the match about Guam that they had two uh, two wins. But uh, as we were uh, chatting in our, in our in our group, I told you guys it, it 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 will be easy against against those teams because the level of competition that they play and the level of, uh, of uh, the preparing and training is is not to compare with, uh, with Iran, especially with uh, with the young talents that we have and. Uh, was in my opinion very strong uh, Tarumi and Asmun. It's a, a, a big uh, difference than uh, than uh, playing against Japan and Korea. So we have proven that that is that was really easy for us. Yeah. I mean, we're gonna touch about uh, Tarumi and Asmun throughout the pod. But now coming through you, Iman, um, what's your general thoughts on the game before we go into specifics? It was good. I have actually, I mean, as Ali Reza said, um, the two games were supposed to be three points, both of them. Um, the thing that I was most interested of seeing is how we would bounce back after the Turkmenistan game, how would K. Bush um, compile the team to actually get a good result, not only just win, but actually get a, a, a really good result and show both the, the team and the fans that we are um, a top Asian team, so to speak, and I would point to like the balance in midfield and the, the experienced central line with Husseini, Montazeri, Andronik, and Ebrahimi. Um, but we'll maybe get to that later in this part is uh, in the part of the podcast. Yeah, um, Adam. Yeah, I, I mean, I think for both games, it was exactly what was expected. Uh, we should have nine points. Iran should have nine points. I mean, if we look at the past two games for Guam, uh, they beat, uh, you know, India, and then they beat Turkmenistan. I mean, it, it's it's ridiculous. I mean, it, there should be no hype. Iran played a fantastic two games. Uh, we're clearly the leaders on the board. Uh, we should have beaten Turkmenistan. I think overall our composure was very, very good. Uh, we bounced back very well. I had no doubt. 
that uh, we would we would come back strong. Our passes were connecting on every opportunity uh, during both India and Guam games. I'm um, so overall very impressed by the, by our performance, and I look forward to the bigger and better matches we'll have in the future. Pejwan. Uh, well, yeah, I was one of those that was more kind of, uh, I won't say scared, but uh, I didn't have that high hopes that we would actually have a good performance, or I was even actually scared that we would lose some points in these two games, because historically, Iran uh, have a hard time playing against weaker teams. Now, uh, Guam and India are are up. Not, uh, not even called weaker teams. They are like super weak, but they have made some progress in the last years. And we all seen that uh, when Iran plays bad against these kind of teams, uh, we we struggle and we're not used to to having the ball and and dictating a game. That's not, that's not our kind of style. But against these kind of teams, we still manage to to do something. So yeah, I'm I'm glad that we managed to to. Uh, get a good score in these two games. You know, looking past these two matches, I think we all could agree on that the person that impressed me the most, honestly, was obviously Sadar Azmoun, especially for his age, especially knowing that Karim Ansari Fad used to be dubbed the new Ali Dai, but that never happened, you know, and um, and I don't think it will ever happen. And seeing Azmoun with, you know, just how, with his movement and the way he reads the game and the way he opens up plays has shown him something he's impressed me the most, and I hope he carries on. For that, um, my question to you guys is, looking at the way he's going to grow up and the way Kairos has seen something in him, um, what does that really mean for Guchan Nejad and Ansari Fad? You know, just looking at how big of a prospect Osmoon is and how well he's been playing for us as opposed to those uh, two individuals. I'm going to come off to you, uh, Pejwan, again. Uh, I think it's great that we actually have some real competition in the uh, striking position because to be honest there haven't been any comp- uh, competition it hasn't been just have been whoever have been good enough or not simply just bad enough we haven't had that structure for a long time so putting that pressure on Hochanejad uh, is a good thing because him moving to this, uh, this uh, Arab clubs in the Persian Gulf was maybe good for his pocket, but for his career, moving from Charlton was a bad idea. So maybe he returning to Charlton and getting some professional uh, practice and playing good games in the championship can help him to actually uh, retain that spot. Or maybe even we'll see Pochanajad and Osmond playing together, uh, like the old Azizi and Dai formation. So I'm, I'm actually glad that uh, we have competition in, in France. That's not something that we're, we're spoiled with these days. Iman? Um, I mean, Karim really needs to prove himself right now, especially in the Greece League. I mean, it's like his last chance. He's actually getting up there in ages where he should be at his prime. Um, Reza's future role in the national team, I think, is a super sub, basically, as we saw in the Asian Cup. A good forward running in channels and has good positioning and good placement to a couple of tap-ins. Um, so, yeah, Sardar is like, I'll put all my money in, in the bets to, to him becoming the new uh, future super striker uh, in the team MLE. If, uh, I mean, if you watch the games against Guam and India, he might not always be like uh, in the build-up playing and everything, but every like finish, I mean, the header, uh, 
against Guam is like top class. The height, the timing, the precision, the the actual power in the heads, world class. Adi Reza? Uh, I'm not impressed by uh, Reza Kuchanejad. I don't I don't think that he is uh, he has that level. He has made some uh, important calls, and I know everybody's uh, uh, yeah, hype around him and. They love him because he scored against Korea and stuff like that. But if you look at at, uh, at the potential, uh, I think Cameron Ansarifayed was the best striker that we had, even uh, better, much better in my opinion than uh, Asmun. Because at the time that he played in Iran, he made dribbles, he had good shots, he was really strong and he was his fitness was really really great. I remember that he uh, that he was a couple times the top goal scorer of Iran. And, uh, uh, in my opinion, Iran is, 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 a, is a hard uh, is a hard competition to score. It's good. It's just, uh, the teams are playing uh, a lot of defense and hard tackles and stuff like that. Physically very strong, but uh, I I don't think that uh, uh, that Kaiman Sefer will get back on his old level. So in that uh, that position, uh, I will choose for Asmun. But we are forgetting uh, that uh, Tarumi. Peshma was talking about Reza Kuchanejad and Asmun, but why not Tarumi? Yeah, we're going to talk about Tarumi. I don't see him play as uh, right winger or mm-hmm. as Jambash turns yeah. uh, back. Adam, what are your thoughts on the uh, striker position? Yeah, I think uh, what Asmun does is he brings a huge diversity to, to the striker position, and I think that from a few highlights that we were seeing in, in, the, in the India game, he is a fantastic player. He is he has a lot to learn and he, he has a ways to go but he knows when to make the right runs, when to make the right passes, the cuts inside the box, outside. He is at a very young age, he's doing very well and I think that with him our future will be bright. My next question is um, now looking at Sorry question, sorry question. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what Adam says is great. Uh, at his potential with his age is it's it's, it's, it's huge. But didn't we think uh, the same about uh, Karim Ansarifar? Yeah, yeah. He was, he was like the same. So I think you need to make the switch to a strong European competition mm-hmm. before it's too late. Yeah. Because if you, with this talent, you cannot uh, reach the potential that, that he has. I think there was a mistake also with Karim. If uh, Ansarifar had made, made earlier the switch, it would be a great striker, uh, striker now. You know, thinking about, uh, yeah, you know, looking at Osman right now, and you just brought this up, um, Adriza, which I want to pinpoint it to. You know, as we saw with Omar Abdul Rahman, you know, very natural talent, but however, for his, you know, for the sake of his whatever uh, comfort and money and stuff, he wants to stay at home instead of just being known in Asia, not knowing, known elsewhere, as we saw, especially with Javad Nekunam, unfortunately. Is Osman player that you guys think will want to move up to the next level after FC Rostov in order to show himself, obviously we all know how the talented player he is and he's shown himself in Asia, but in for Europeans or other people to see it, do you think he's a player that's going to be moving to that next level? Because it's unfortunately with his father and being his agent and stuff, it doesn't seem likely. So I'm going to start off with you, Pejman, just to keep on touching on Osmo. Do you think that's going to be the case? Uh, well, you made a good point, uh, Pin. Picking out his, his father as his uh, uh, basically mentor, also. Uh, 
because when you're that young, you need good people around you. You need to make uh, tough and hard decisions that you can see uh, the results in maybe five, six years after that. And it's really hard to make those kind of decisions when you're that young and you just want to uh, do what's best for you that day or that week or maybe that month. Uh, so I don't know him personally, and he he had when he was a bit younger. He spoke at several other clubs were after him. Now that's uh, in good big big clubs such as uh, Arsenal. Now that he's actually performing in in a uh, in a regular basis more or less, uh, he got the, he he got the opportunities to play in a good European league in a decent club. So basically, it's up to him and his uh, agent and the people around him to make that good decision. If he doesn't make that decision, it won't be because he's a bad player or they don't want him. It's because of something isn't something isn't right. Now that may be money, that may be a, a feeling in, in the guts, or basically uh, it could be that he loves the Russia so much that he doesn't want to leave that that league. It could be that as well. Yeah. So we have to wait and see. Yeah. So right now I'm gonna go touch on something else. I appreciate that, Pejmont. Um, you know, looking at Kairos's tactics, he was very, very naive, very basically underestimated Turkmenistan. Um, you know, that was just the team. The squad was very unbalanced, and these past two games that we saw against Guam and uh, India, we were very much balanced, and um, we got the points that we should have gotten, there's no question about it, and we played the game attacking style football that we should have played against them and not drop back and wait for them to counterattack. So coming back to you, um, Iman, um, what you thought about Kairos' tactics and the, the way he, uh, the, his lineup and the players he used? I mean, the first thing that really stood, stood out was, like, the inclusion of Hosseini, um, as I mentioned before, like he he bounced back from the Turkmenistan game with an experienced central line that isn't quite sexy, you know. It's like Hosseini, Motazeri, Tenyo, but he needed the three points, and he could do that um, because he balanced the team with that central line that knows the game, that knows where to stay, where to stay put, the positioning, um, when to press, when to fall, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and in front of those guys, the key point with the attacking balance was that the Jaga was the main creator instead of Shojai in the middle with like Amiri and Tarami doing runs forward. So he could be like the real free roaming central attacking midfielder creating all those um, attacking attacking uh, runs for the other guys and for Osmo to finish. So that balance was far more superior if you compare it to like Turkmenistan, where it was. When Kairos was invincibly naive, uh, would put in like, hey, that ain't a free headless chicken running roll in the middle, which was totally insane. Um, so I think it was good. It was a balanced midfield with Taimuri on pressing, winning balls, Ebrahimi falling back, distributing easy passes to gain control further up the pitch. Uh, like, no creative forces, but easy one twos. Um, and and um, as I said, Sardar not involved as much in the build up play. Uh, against Guam and everything, but but with like Dejaga, Media, and Tarami free to roll behind him, um, he just stayed central and was like the real striker that finishes with the finishes that oozes class. Um, I think Ashkan Dejaga, attacking wise, is like on a whole nother level. He builds up like almost everything in the third half. Um, so 
I think the balance was was right, and I was happy to see the substitutions um, in both games um, to give the younger player nods, even though he started off with a quite old and experienced central line. I just, I'm going to come off to you. I'm also going to sad because we were talking about Matthew Todd and me. You know, he's, his movement has been amazing to watch. And especially the partnership he's having with Osmond behind him, which is... But the interesting enough is that he sometimes was playing as a right wing. As we know, Jaunbach, you know, wasn't included because of his injury and stuff. And he was he remained in Holland. Um, what do you what'd you make out of that um, partnership going on? And especially uh, the lineup as a whole? Yeah, Tarami and Osmond is a good... They have a good click. Yeah, yeah. You see that uh, the way they played, uh, there's there's something like telepathy, uh, how they think, and someone, the one is running, the other is, uh, it's something really good, it's, it looks good. But uh, I, I think that they are young, They're, these two have the, they should be a good couple for the Iranian football. But on the lineup, uh, yeah, he played, he played uh, with a good lineup in my, uh, my opinion. We still miss someone like Javad. We miss it. We don't have it in the team, uh, and I don't know if uh, if you'll have someone like him in the in the few years, upcoming years. But can you guys uh, tell me because I'm still uh, in shock. Uh, uh, hey, Daddy, <laughs> what is his position? What, what the guy is he a right defender because he cannot defend? Is he a winger because he uh, he, he doesn't have technique or a good cross? His position yes, they, is they, they call him the Beckham of Asia, but I cannot count three good crosses in, 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 in a match. He's, he's really a weak player. I know Kairos loves him. I don't know why, because uh, the way he runs, uh, I, he's not. He's at, at this moment. He was good a few years ago when he played at Salal with uh, when Jabari sent the passes and he was running and, and crossing where and uh, Warhani wasn't wasn't scoring. <laughs> So, uh, what what do you think about about him? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I don't know, I don't get it. Yeah, let me make a let me make a point about that. As we saw, Gafuri was injured. He's our right um, right back, first choice, and in backup was Ramin Rezaian, if I'm not mistaken. And we he Im- immediately he came on. He gave an assist, right? But for some whatever reason, he still opted for Hosere Dari. I don't know what this love relationship is between them, as especially when we sometimes see Hoser play hey Daddy playing as a right wing, you know, which is you know he he sends million crosses, maybe one or two of them is actually on point, and that's rare. Um, coming off to you again, Pejmont, um, tell us about the situation. Sorry, sorry. Even if those two, uh, Reza Yan or Ramuri, yeah. are injured, we still can put uh, Montazirio on the right side. Yeah. Because he's 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 a, he's, a, he's a, so a player. He, we he, saw that in the World team. Cup. We saw that in the World Cup. He yeah, had a, yeah. Well, is yeah. good enough. Why we need this 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 guy? Why would, I don't get it. <laughs> Maybe there's something going on behind the scenes, money under the table or something. But um, <laughs> no, I don't think. So. <laughs> I'm just messing. Um, Pejman, and then after I'm gonna come to Adam. Um, what are your thoughts on this that Aliza was brought up, which is a great point. About Hey Daddy. Yeah. Poor guy, he is getting mangled in Kolbezan once again. Sina um, is not around, so it's okay. <laughs> uh, we have to be honest. Uh, I think, personally, Heideri was a favorite of mine a couple of years ago. Well, a couple should be maybe six, seven years ago, I don't know. When uh, he was at his prime. Uh, when he's good... He's actually good. He, he runs a lot in 
makes decent crosses. The problem is that he hasn't been good or at the level that you should expect for a professional football player uh, in, a, in, a t- in some time now. Uh, but we all know that Kairos uh, values experience, even against teams such as uh, India and Guam. So that was a big surprise for me when, when he lets all these young players play. But I guess he knows that it's long, a long time to, to rush out to 2018 and then a lot, of, a lot of the players are too old, even his, his experienced uh, players. So I think he needs some experience there. For me, there is a little bit too uh, unpolished. It's uh, a little bit too wild. He, he gets yellow cards too often uh, uh, when he was in, in. But it was a weaker team. I think uh, if I would have to shoot between Rezoyan and Heydari, uh, it wouldn't it wouldn't be that, that easy of a choice for me to be honest. Uh, Heydari may be uh, lacking of some. Uh, uh, of some talents that he had before, but he isn't that bad. Uh, and uh, having a, a coach's uh, trust is important for a player's uh, uh, ability to make a good game. But in the future, yes, I hope Heidi won't be a choice that we have to consider. Yeah, I'm gonna come to add to you, Adam. And interesting enough, um, just sorry, just one thing. I just want to say, even like we just interviewed Stephen Betosher, and knowing he was an MLS All Star, and right now Vancouver um, Whitecaps are first in their own division in the Western Conference. I still don't see. Um, there's obviously maybe politics or whatnot, which not obviously not gonna get into. That I still believe that Betosher should be given a chance in the national team. Um, just because of he's proven himself in the MLS, but nonetheless, Adam, what's your thoughts on the um, right back situation with Hey Daddy? I mean, I can't even believe we're discussing Hey Daddy. It, it, <laughs> it's it's embarrassing. I mean, he he has good games some days, and then other games so he, he's non-existent. I, I don't I don't really know what to make of it. We went from Mahdavi Kia to Hey Daddy. I mean, it's ridiculous. What is what kind of uh, you know legendary position of what that Mahdavi Kia had, and then. We introduced Hey There. Yes, I understand experience is, is is a huge deal with the coach and the coach's trust. But, I mean, it, it's time to give it up. Uh, yes, I do agree with with some of the points that were mentioned. When we do see signs of Hey Daddy, he, he, he can have the good games. And most of the times, usually doesn't show up. And that's what we need. We need someone who's, who has the ability to show up, who can play consistently, who can perform at a high level at the age of 31? I I can't really you know put too much pressure on him anymore. I mean he's way past his prime, obviously. But as as a figure on the team with experience, I think it's very important to have, and it's something that not not many teams can have because a lot of players uh, either they don't hang around or they don't have the influence on the younger players that an older guy would have. So. I just think it's ridiculous and it's time to move on. But I appreciate the experience that he brings to the young players. And if he would if, if he would perform on a consistent basis, then I wouldn't have a problem. Appreciate it. If he does a good game, it's usually when he does nothing that <laughs> actually includes on a result. When he does a bad game, he usually makes a couple of mistakes. I'd rather have like a... 20-year-old or a 25-year-old make those mistakes and gain experience than have, like, a Heydari, which is totally insane. His inclusion is, is insane. 
Why? 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 I mean, why? I'd rather have Rezaian doing those mistakes and learn from it and actually becoming a right back for the for the World Cup than having Heydari running around doing nothing. You know, it's interesting. Right? Right? Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. I you would expect from a younger player to make those mistakes and learn from them quicker, but. I mean, when you have a veteran at the age of 31 making the mistakes, I have an issue, and that's that's where the problem arises. You know, even the left-back situation, honestly, is a problem. I mean, ball back, goal reasons, you know, something that all the regular panels, and they always pinpoint it that we don't uh, have a natural left-back. You know, I mean, we do have Merta Puladi, but because of his military services, he's not available. So, you know, there's always a gap. But nonetheless, um, the next question I have for you guys, and I'm going to go with you, Ali Reza, is the goalkeeping situation, which is very weird. Especially knowing that Bayron Vance started against Guam, but then Hagiri was in, the, was in goal versus India, and knowing that um, Hagiri hasn't played for club. I mean, why did Kairosh make that switch? Is it because that Bayron Vance was at Azadi, home comfort, or something happened? Um, it, it's, it's just mind-boggling, because I thought Bayron Vance was still going to get started, especially knowing that Hagiri hasn't played first. He doesn't even have a club, and he was... He was supposed to join the English club because of work permit or whatnot. He wasn't uh, able to. I don't know what the situation is with the call-ups also, because uh, he doesn't call up. Uh, uh, I'm not a fan of him, but uh, Master Chojai, because uh, he doesn't play for his team, right? He doesn't call him yeah. up. And then he calls up Harivi or Saeed as a delay. These two also hadn't played a match for three months. But I think he was given minutes to to bear on Vent, also because of the transfer rumors of Haviri. But at this at, at this moment, Kirosh is someone someone who has proven to him, a player who has proven to him, like Haviri on the World Cup, he will always use him as the first keeper. In my opinion, uh, I will choose personally for Bayerman because uh, he's, he's uh, minimum the same level as uh, Harry, but he's uh, throws, yeah. long throws. There's a weapon. It could be really good uh, on the difficult matches with his with those uh, with those uh, throws uh, that he does. But I will personally choose for Bayerman. I said it at the Asian Cup also. Uh, but I think at this uh, against Guam, he gave him a chance and, and a minute to uh, for confidence. So I'll take more time. Pejman, what are your thoughts? Pejman, I guess there's a. Uh... Yeah, yeah, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah go ahead. Uh, I forget to turn on my mic. Um, well, I, I guess. Um, in uh, Ruby Kazan not playing can can be a kind of opportunity for Bayron Van because Bayron Van has done great enough and he's done great in the Champions League and they're still in it in the quarterfinals. Um, and uh, he's a young goalkeeper such as Harry, but he's even younger than Harry. And uh, he's Kairos he, is, is showing that you need. To play games if you want to be in the national team, it may be uh, it may be something that we, we all expect. But uh, with Iranians uh, abroad, there are so few, so it's not so easy. Uh, it's not an easy, easy issue to tackle. So 
Birovan as, as a second goalkeeper to Hariri or maybe even taking that spot, it won't be the worst thing that happened to the national team. I all respect to him. I think he, uh, he can develop to be a, a, an amazing goalkeeper. Adam? Uh, sorry, Pejman. Oh, yeah, go ahead, Adam. Yeah, uh, I was... Uh... I was telling that uh, yes, talent bearman. There are different uh, different agents or uh, minimum one club who are interested in England uh, and uh, bearman. They have called me, but it was not going to happen with uh, with the work permits. Uh, so it shows that that he is talented because I am not a specialist on keepers or goalkeepers. But this club uh, calls me and it's a Premier League club. The the, the agent. The club calls me and, and I was asking about uh, how Bayron Bent was and if he could uh, get a work permit on appeal. But I told him that he's never playing on the on the, on the national team, so that made him that made it impossible for him. So so uh, I think he has a talent. Otherwise, this club or the the, the agents from different countries are not interested in him. Yeah. Also, his physique is, is great. If you look, if you look at, uh, at Ayrisa Hayri, he's a long guy, but uh, I don't know. It's, it's, it's not, it's not what a, what a flexible uh, goalkeeper should be. He played a, a great World Cup, but that's the only, uh, um, that's the only uh, one month that I see him play well. And uh, because I, we, uh, you too, I think we have followed him on Paris Police. He, he was a talent for uh, for one year, and then he made a, a wrong choice to go to Rubin Kazan, and and then he ended up at Penafil. And uh, I think if uh, Benavent will play uh, in NAF and Champions League, it's, it's much better than playing in uh, Penafil in Portugal. You agree? Uh, I, I don't know. Man. It's hard. I mean, okay, Penafiel is, is one of the weakest teams uh, in the Portugal uh, league, and they also went down. Uh, and but still, training professionally with Portuguese teams, Russian teams, beats training with Iran. Time. I actually had an interview with a Swedish uh, professional goalkeeper, uh, goalkeeper trainer, and he said. Yeah, he went to Iran to, to be with the goalkeepers, and he said, in Iran, there is amazing talent. There's so much talent there uh, among the goalkeepers. They can do amazing things, but they, can, they, they can't do the things that a Swedish 15-year-old boy or girl can do. The simple basics they can't handle. Everybody wants to do those amazing things, but they can't do those simple things that, that you... That is in a basic level, uh, so I, I, I don't know how. Uh, I think that uh, uh, he learned those basic things much faster. And some people got talents and learned those basic things, but if you really want to be good, you need to move away from Iran for a goalkeeper. That's what I think. So that's why Hakiri went to Europe and he actually got some playing time. Playing against Porto, Benfica, Sparta, Braga and everything. It's much better than playing against Saipo and then after matches Suleiman and all other Iranian teams. That's my opinion. You know, I'm going to come up to you now, Iman, and talk about 
the youngsters, you know, obviously we saw Torah be playing and stuff, and Saida Zatolai getting some playing time, and congrats again to you, Adi Reza, you should be delighted for that. Um, looking at the games, not the India match, but specifically the Guam, I feel like especially when we were up 3 nothing and, you know, slightly beginning of the half, he should have introduced more youngsters in the game just to get them, you know, Milan Mohammadi and stuff, just to get them going. Um, what do you think he didn't include him, and um, which youngster do you think is going to be a key player for us down the line? I mean, uh, as I mentioned before, the central line is like very important in this team. Melody. If you look at the, I mean, look at Hosseini, how he's been carrying the central line for years now, and as soon as he was gone, I mean, it's not quite the same. Uh, we need somebody to tell the youngsters where to stay put, um, and. That will be like the key thing. I mean, we can talk about Milad Muhammadi and Esan Hajstafi should be playing higher up on the midfield, either left or like in the central line instead of Ebrahimi or wherever. And we can talk about Ezreal, Heydari, and Afuri. The key is still Husseini and what will happen uh, during these playoffs uh, until Russia uh, when Husseini's gone. Because face it, he'll be gone. I mean, he he's too old. He'll become too slow. Um, I mean, the inclusion of Hosseini Montazari, or, I mean, before it was Sadri playing alongside him, it was, a, it was a, like, sitting, solid um, central half. We have players like Kanoni and Puel Yanji with massive potential, um, but they really need a leader to stand besides. I mean, like, it's like Silva went down and David Luiz was supposed to, like, carry it all by himself. So those two um, talents in the central half, central half, is key for Iran's success in the Russia World Cup. And it will be really interesting to see how K. Roche will balance like getting three points in the playoffs um, with including younger players to gain experience for Russia. Um, when it comes to Torabi, I think it was... I mean, he's, he's a, he really seems like a great guy. He's quite an awkward player. I mean, it's obvious he's got a lot of potential. <laughs> But I still don't know like what position he can grow the most. Um, still really happy for his inclusion, his goal. A great celebration with Oceano, if you saw that. Um, yeah. Really happy to see him included after the Turkmenistan game when he wasn't really, really that good. Um, so I'm glad he still got the nod and the opportunity to do stuff. Um, I also love the Alisha sub resting Dejaga for the second game there in Guam um, and I mean Tarami started so I'll be really interested to see how the back line will form uh, the formation will be longer down the line um, to Russia if Mila Mohammadi will get the nod at the left and I mean hey that he please forever put him out Adam what are your thoughts on uh, new upcoming uh, youngsters I think we have uh, a lot of potential but I, the main reason I think that Kairosh, uh, especially with the India and Guam game, didn't really put a lot of you know the youngsters in as much as we would actually like to see was, I, in my opinion, I think we were trying to prove a point, trying to get the points, and trying to tell uh, pretty much our group and other groups that we're here to play and, and we're serious about this now. I think that in order for Iran's... Uh, Team Meli to grow and prosper. Of course, I would love to see the youngsters get more action uh, in, in the games, especially more games leading up to uh, the World Cup in Russia. So I think we have a lot of potential. 
Um, but a huge factor is maturity. Um, and I think if we play the experienced people and the youngsters can learn from them, uh, it will benefit us in the long run. But as of now, I think the main goal was to become top in the group, which we all expected to be. But uh, to really prove that we can win and uh, we can get out of the group. And I think once that happens, uh, K-Rosh will be more comfortable. And, and I, I do like how K-Rosh incorporates a few young players every once in a while and, and brings uh, and rests the more experienced talent. But uh, that is the that is a balanced method that I think K-Rosh is, is going to have to use in order for the youngsters to grow and be prosperous. Appreciate that. And then we're going to wrap this up. But the final question I have for Adidas, because uh, the Sorry, sorry Pasha, I have yeah. something to say uh, to Pejman. Uh, Pejma, why didn't he? Uh, because we have a lot of fresh, fresh players, but they're all uh, attackers or midfielders. So, and this group uh, it seems a really easy group. Uh, I know we have uh, played one-one against uh, Turkmenistan, but it was a drastic field. The pitch was really bad, and, and if we played ten times, we win it. We will win it. Uh, ten times again, all over. But th- at this situation, I think it was it would be better if uh, in this one year, one and a half year, but uh, we play against India, Guam, and Turkmenistan and Oman. That uh, he uh, he called up some uh, he calls up some uh, young uh, young central defenders of left or left defenders to let them experience the the, the level. And then after one year, when you we are going to serious groups, then we can choose uh, for Hosseini or for if it doesn't work. Because uh, poor Ali Genji did well in the Asia Cup, but after that we don't see him. He made his move to China and he he's not playing anymore. So what what, what is the what is the problem? Because you you are also saying uh, he's not going to make it uh, until the. Until uh, Russia, and I think for Nantazeri is the same. He's now I think 31 or 32, and uh, it's going to be a problem in today, 2018. So, who who will be his replacement? I think would it be easier to let the young guys play now and uh, uh, have some experience for the next level, or should he stick on? Yeah, uh, uh, this is always the, the question with uh, with teams that are in need of a. Uh, generation change and they have young players ready to take to those positions but the, the question is always when is the good timing some people yeah. say yes we, we, uh, against uh, teams such as uh, Guam and uh, India but those teams I know we, we won against them but those uh, games are important for us for me I don't want to risk playing uh, uh, Iran three team against uh, India and uh, Guam. To be honest, I don't think that we're that good that we can uh, take uh, win those games comfortably uh, at all. I don't know when when it's a good time to let young players get get, uh, get time to play or or having some experience. Uh, so that's why I think what Kairosh is doing now. If we, we look at the average age of our squad now. And from the World Cup, we see that it's gone down quite drastically, but not yeah. in the deep sense. But we're so we're soon getting there too. Uh, just a matter of question before poor Ali Ganji will, will be uh, a slaughter, right? And maybe even 
being able to replace uh, Hosseini. And we have a bunch of other uh, options. But so do you, you, you have to make the switch. So you will do it against uh, Korea or Japan? <laughs> I think I think now, I think even if you play with one central defender against Guam and India, it's no difference. Uh, maybe, maybe, but, but I, I don't know. I think you should always play with your best team. Yeah. With our best team right now, it's it's not uh, Reza Young, uh, or and it's not uh, other young players. It's just Mohamed. Poor Aliganja. I, I think he actually should play, to be honest. Yeah. But uh, I think so that's one problem. But, but that's because he's good enough. That's because he's good enough. Not because we should do it for charity, because he will get some experience and, and get better. But th that's an issue a lot of teams have had. And we, we need to have a, a good uh, academy and a good young squad. It will have plenty of players to choose from, but that we won't have to feel this uncertainty. The thing is, I, th I think just we really needed these three-pointers. And I think we'll see it more down the line. Uh, we still did see like Kaber Rezai, we saw Shaw, we saw Saeed Azatollahi, we saw maybe Torani. There's a lot of defenders. Yeah. yeah, but I think it will be really important to see how the, the team Omid will, will respond uh, with players like Bruce Bicheshmi um, and if they actually make it to the, to the Olympics uh, in Rio and how they'll respond there and if we can include them to, to the A team um, further down the line. Yeah, okay. because, not, because normally we lay on the, the defense. We uh, Iranian uh, football is, is all defense, defense. But it's a shame that we def uh, def uh, we play always on defense and we don't have defense. Yeah. Sure. Can I say something? Can I say before uh, I come back to Aliza for you to give your uh, news? This comes back to um, mismanagement. This comes back to grassroots levels. You know, all these players we see they keep coming to major tournaments and stuff, and we don't have replacements. As soon as Javod Nekunam left. You know, or if he's officially retired, which he never he might come back or whatnot. Um, you know, there should be a specific replacement for him. Now that could be Ezatulay down the line. That could be you know whoever. But I think it, this comes back to once again the mismanagement of the Iranian Football Federation, the grassroots levels in our country um, because of whatever issues that upcoming. So it's very hard that these. So we see always Hosseini, Montazeri, and stuff, and we don't have a natural, you know, replacement for him. Now it's Mortaza, Poor Ali Genji, maybe Kanani. So, but I feel, from my personal opinion, I feel like whenever we see all these players coming back, all these experienced players always playing these major tournaments, and we're not seeing much more youngsters and stuff, it always comes back to our management and stuff. As we see how Korea and Japan, they're all over us because it always starts for them at grassroots levels. You know, so I think that's just my personal but, opinion. But, but, but yeah, probably. We, we all know that issue. But can I say one, one, one thing yeah. before we, we sorry, wrap it up here? Yeah. Um, I think uh, India and Guam made it too easy for us to win that we think we're actually that good. I mean, look at their defense in these games that we played against them. They, 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 they played the same defense as if they were an attacking team or they were the superior team. I mean, it was crazy. Now, I'm not a great tactician, I'm not a coach or anything, but when we basically were attacking with four guys, they were also defending with four or five guys. So, I mean, th that made it too easy for us to get so many opportunities to score. Uh, like when we play against weaker teams that know how to defend, 
they make it a living hell for us. And we win with like one zero two zero or something. We didn't win at all. I think if, if these teams were playing like this when you park the bus or whatever you want to call it, if they made it like that, it would be much more difficult for us to win. And the absence of Nekunam was maybe the best thing that could happen for our national team. Uh, I think he's a great player, but he slows things down too much. And with, 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 that, uh, uh, with that being out of, uh, out of play now, Kairosh had some other opportunities to have uh, to make the game much more faster. We, I never seen so much quick short passes in Iran uh, in the international team. Now they are seen in the last couple of years. Even if it's against uh, Guam in India, we still managed to do it. So I think uh, Nekonam being away was good because he's a great player defensively, but he slows things down too much and he, he, he controls too much. So that, that being off, I think that's good. Okay, I'm off. <laughs> <laughs> well, I appreciate it, guys. Once again, thank you, Ayers, uh, and Pet. One last thing. I, I just yeah, go ahead. Touch on the the fact that um, you mentioned the grassroots level mm -hmm. with players not being included mm -hmm. um, because there isn't any grassroots level um, happening in Iran because of the federation. That 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 actually sums it up because as Pejman said earlier, there are like amazing talents in Iran, but we run these these experienced guys down the line to they're like in the late thirties because we don't have those guys that actually know where to position. We still have Masu Shojai. <laughs> we still have exactly. Daddy. We still, I mean, I love Jalal Hosseini and stuff, but it, it, but once we get to the World Cup 2018, you know, we can't always rely on these guys. You exactly, know? and they're over. But we we have amazing talents, but they don't know where to stand, where to where to, where to like defend and, and and position and fall. And unfortunately, we include them where 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 when they're like. 23 and amazing, but they don't know the basics, and that's because of the footballing federation. That's because of the footballing education in Iran is worthless when it when it comes to these things. It's just guys that have amazing talents, but they don't get no ed education from the line of from the age of like 15 and up. So they don't have the same opportunities other uh, players have. That's because that's why we see like Jahan Bach doing amazing things because he has that talent and he gets his fo footballing ed education elsewhere. You know, he's a role model, these guys, these guys are basically role models for the P players in Iran, but these guys, I mean, it's just a rainy thing. They want to be home, home comfort, they're celebrities back at home, and some no, players don't also, want to take the risk. It's also luck. It's also luck. We have a lot of good players that want to come uh, play mm -hmm. across, yeah. but uh, teams are not crazy. If they yeah. look up the national team and they say, okay, you have a young talent of 22, but he's not playing the national team. Really, it's really strange, you know, for for them. So why is yeah. he not? Why is he uh, not playing in the national team if he, if he's that good? Yeah. Maybe that's why Kato was included. They don't want so he get his caps up so he can yeah. transfer to England. Yeah, but no, yeah. but the caps the caps have to be 70 percent. Uh, so it's mm -hmm. not gonna. Yeah, but uh, for other countries also, there are a lot of countries that are interested in, in Iranian players. But if they look up the Iranian uh, team early, they are 31, 32, 32. So the transfer is not going to happen for a 20-year-old player with a lot of talent because, uh, like, uh, Shoja is playing there, or uh, Hosseini is playing there, or this uh, guy uh, Heydari is playing there. So uh, we need to we need to fresh up also for the Iranian football. They want Kevosh is saying, I want players who play abroad, but you are not giving the chance to young players to prove themselves to go abroad. Uh, 
in, in, in Holland and Germany and and uh, in England and uh, Belgium or these countries, they don't need players of 28, 29. They don't want that. Yeah. They want young players. Exactly. It's, all about, it's, it's all about investing investing in young players. So, yeah. We have a lot of mismanagement. Not investing in fields, we don't have enough grass, it's basically mud or whatever it is, and it comes back to once again mismanagement and stuff. I do want to wrap this up, I appreciate this a lot, um, especially Adidas and Pesh on being a regular panelist, and also thank you Iman and Adam, uh, debuts on Gold Bazan, that's always exciting. Um, once again, I appreciate your time, uh, it was a great discussion, and then um, I hope the viewers, um, you can find us on Twitter, Facebook, uh, Instagram iTunes, just subscribe, like it. Uh, appreciate it, guys. Thank you. Thank you. Appreciate it, guys. Great talk. Thank you. Thanks a lot. Next game will be against Japan. It will be interesting to see. It's a friendly, I think. We're going to be uh, parking the bus. <laughs> <laughs>